0: I will be lying in the Shaytan regime, smilah, Rahman, Alameen, or Sallallahu Tabarakwa Ta'ala, wa Sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin, Sayyidina, wa Sanadina, wa Habibina, wa shafi'ina or Molana, Sallallahu wa ala Alihi, wa Ashabihi, wa Aswajihi, or Uriatihi, or Alibatihi, or Mantabi, or Umbei, or Sannah, or Alibatihi, or Bad, or an Abiburai, or Alibati, or Bad, or an Abiburai, or Alibati, or Alibati, or أن أعرابيا أت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال يا رسول الله دلني على عمل إذا عملته دخلت الجنة قال تعبد الله ولا تشرك به شيئا وتقيم الصلاة وتؤت الزكاة المفروضة وتصوم رمضان قال والذي نفسي بيده لا أزيد على هذا فلما ولا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من أن ينظر إلى رجل من أهل الجنة إلى هذا متفق عليه. Sayyidina Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates that a Bedouin from the desert Arabian is what is the Bedou, the people who are nomads pastoralists that follow their herds uh, for, for their living they don't live in one place the Arab are interesting people to this day, they're very interesting people. They have different sensibilities. We've talked about it in dars before. The Rasul sallallahu uh, he gave special concern and attention to them, but he also warned the people of the cities, the sedentary people, that the Arab are, there's something a little bit off about them, So he, or a little bit different about them. And so he forbade uh, that any Arabi should ever lead a Havari, a sedentary person in Salat. And uh, he made special Uh, arrangements for them and special ruchas for them given the differentness of their lifestyle and there are people from amongst them that were censured for their nifaq in the quran and there are people amongst them that are praised for their sincerity as well Uh, so this is a, a hadith to be taken in that context that the arab have a different sensibility desert life is harsh and unforgiving and so it means that certain things that may be part of the normal pleasantries and the normal way of life and way of thinking that makes a person successful when they're living in a city or a sedentary lifestyle, they may be luxuries that are unafforded by the Arab. So uh, an Arabi, a Bedouin, he came to the Prophet Sallallahu and he said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, indicate to me such a, a deed that if I did it, I'll enter Jannah. He said that you should worship Allah and that you should not associate partners with him and that you should establish the prayer and that you should give the obligatory zakat. What kinds of zakat are there? Zakat is obligatory. This is a a statement of emphasis that, that it's not an option, rather the zakat is obligatory. So many times in the Book of Allah Ta'ala the expression, the formula amwalihim is mentioned in that order, that they struggle, that the believers struggle in the path of Allah Ta'ala with their wealth and with their lives. Only two times does it come wa amwalihim that the nafs is mentioned first and the mal is mentioned second, that the wealth is mentioned second. Otherwise, generally the form that's in the Qur'an is that the mal is mentioned first, that you struggle with your wealth and with your life. And the reason is that many people would rather die than live poor. They don't like either, but dying is less horrible of an outcome for them than living broke. This is human nature. This is why Squid Games exists. Right? I don't know. I haven't seen it or whatever, but I've heard about I read about it in the newspaper and then people consequently then make memes about it and whatever, apparently it's some game in game show somewhere in East Asia or whatever that people like do stuff that like they risk their life in order to win money and then everybody here has moral outrage about it but we have like the biggest institutionalized squid game in America the only place and the only way you can afford to have healthcare and education is by joining the army signing up to get killed or kill other people or whatever so I know a lot of people could give less of a damn about freedom, democracy, or even America for that matter. But, uh, you know, you could go and, uh, you know, get shot into like and bleed to death in a ditch by, you know, some turbaned and bearded individual somewhere in the far off and distant, inhospitable land. But hey, at least college is free. At least someone's going to fill in the gaps in your teeth or whatever, right? So uh, the Rasul wa sallam. Uh, he mentioned Zakatul uh, Ibn al says, In order to say that this is not an option. We're not talking about here like you should give money out of the voluntary and uh, nafil sadaqat. No, we're talking about the actual zakat, which is a fard. So it's interesting, right? What's the first and the biggest fitna for the people after the Rasul passed away? Bigger than apostasy and bigger than the prayer was what? Is that all the rest of it makes sense We're just not going to pay Zakat anymore uh, And so the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam He's very specific He says that you should give the, the Zakat The obligatory Zakat And that you should fast Ramadan Here it's not the obligatory Ramadan It's just fasting Ramadan Even though it's an obligation People understand it But the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Is a Ta'kid mazid uh, That he gave for the For the Zakat It was an extra emphasis Emphatic statement Qala نفسي بِيَدِهِ لَا يَزِيدُ عَلَى هَذَا So the Bedouin, he replied. By the way, notice that Hajj is not mentioned here. He said, Ibn سَكَتَ عَنْ عَنِ الْحَجِّ وَالْجِهَادِ مِنَ السَّائِلِ بِأَنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ ثَوَابَهُمَا وَعُلُوِ مَكَانِهِمَا So Ibn Allaan says that perhaps the Rasul didn't mention Hajj and Jihad why? Because the person in in particular wasn't farḍ on them because of their condition, their circumstances, or maybe it's because he already knew he didn't need to be reminded about it. And a third, a third possibility, and Allah knows best, right? Is that the Hajj maybe it wasn't made farḍ yet? Perhaps uh, it was in a time in the Rasul's Wasallam's dawa that it wasn't farḍ yet. Allah, Allah knows best. Allah knows best. Uh, but. At any rate, these things that were mentioned, they were mentioned. So the Bedouin, what did he do? He did a real Bedouin move. He said something very Bedouin of him. That's why I made the preface that, like, okay, the Bedou, like, the point is not to act like them, because the Prophet was very clear that the Hadari people should not behave like Bedouin. Even though the Bedouin have a a reason for doing so, and it's okay for them to be the way that they are, because they literally, their life is what? It's not that they live in tents because they like it, or because... They like moving around and they want like getting more car they want more cardio in their lives. You burn more calories when walking or whatever. What is it? It's that you survive on your herds, right? Your herds give you meat, your herds give you milk without which you'll die. Your herds give you hair by which you can make your clothing and by which you can make your tents. They give you skins and hides that you can trade when you need money to buy certain things from, from sedentary people. Your herds are your entire life. So they know in the desert where is the water going to dry up. What time, when the pasture dries up for one place, which is the place that still has pasture left, where is the water at what time of year? And so they have to live life according and adjusting to that. If they get to a place and there's no water there anymore, they have to think fast. Otherwise, their herds are going to die off. If their herds die off, then they're going to die as well. So it means you can't have too many accessories. How many uh, Starbucks mugs are you going to be able to collect if that's the way you live your life? how many you know jackets are you going to be able to have if that's the way you live your life whatever you can carry you take with you the rest of it has to be discarded because you cannot live that life it's a life with no extras it means that if you choose something to take with you in that life it's really really important and that's the point of the hadith so he says wallahi la azidu ala hada he says that walladhi uh, nafsi bi la yazidu ala hada he said, "I swear an oath by the one capital O, by the one in whose uh, uh, hand my soul is. I won't do anything more than this. Meaning, this is important. This is something I can't afford to leave behind when I move, when I break camp and p- pack my tent up and leave, uh, in order to get to the water in the next place. This is something I cannot afford to leave behind. That's the context. It's not like, oh, I'm going to do this and anything else other than that. I some people, there some people, crack smoking people, mashallah." Um, don't pray sunnahs, it's a bid'ah. Why? Because the sunnah is not far. I said, the whole point, the word sunnah is itself like diametrically opposed to the idea of bid'ah. Yes, if someone were to say like, you're going to go to hell because you, you know, you didn't pray your sunnahs, it's a sin. Mutlaqan, it's a sin. Okay, that's fine. It's a bid'ah, right? But if it's a sunnah, it's a sunnah. It's not a sin at all. We have this kind of weird like idea, mindset amongst many Muslim communities in America that if you do anything that's other, anything other than farth, somehow or, or another, you're like going against the true spirit of the sunnah. There's just some stupid people who like reading namaz a lot. So there's a dispensation for them to like pray more. Or there's some dumb people who like fasting a lot. Or there's some dumb people who like, you know, feeding the poor or whatever. And the real person is the one who spends money on themselves. That's it, you know? No. There's a time to spend money on yourself for sure. Imagine life sucks so bad, you're like, I'm gonna kill myself. And the only thing that brings you happiness in this life is ice cream, right? And you're about to kill yourself. Buy an ice cream for yourself. You don't have to give it to Sadaqah at that point. Okay, imagine you already had the ice cream, you're like, life's worth living again. I could go on and do good things for another hundred years. Should it buy what's better to do? Buy yourself another ice cream or go do go serve the poor or like read sunnahs or zikr or whatever, right? Every day has a different thing that comes in front of you that's important. Part of being a faqih is being able to order these things, you know? Be like, oh yeah, this is gonna save me from killing myself. But also I heard like, you know, Muana Saab said that like Dunya is bad, so let's just like Come on, man. Like you're you're gonna destroy yourself. That makes no sense, right? The point is, is this is that people misinterpret, right? There's tahrif, there's one type of tahrif like the sin the Prophet said that Bitcoin is like better than the US dollar. That's like a lie, you're lying against the Prophet. You say, oh well, Islam says that Bitcoin is better than 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 the US dollar, and if you don't believe that, you're not a real Muslim. That's a bid'ah, right? At least you're not lying against the Prophet, but it's a bid'ah, it's a reprehensible innovation because there's no You know, you just made that up and then tagged it on, tacked it on to Islam, like, you know, post it, noted it on to Islam where it doesn't belong there, right? This, this is a tahrif lafzi, that you actually attributed words that don't belong to the deen, to the deen. This is tahrif ma'nawi, that the words are right. You're reading the same hadith, but what are you doing? You're interpreting it to mean something that it really doesn't mean. So, is what? The point of it is what? A Bedouin doesn't take with him anything other than that which is the most important. This is a Bedouin. Therefore, him taking it and him saying this is a sign that it's what? The most important. That's what you're supposed to understand from it. Not that giving more than that is a bid'ah, not that like, you know, or whatever. No, actually give more, give more. The more you give, the happier you'll be. At some point, someone's like, well, what if I don't have enough money to eat, right? The first amount of money that you spend on yourself, that's like the most valuable sadaqah you can give. You can get more reward for that from giving zakat, right? The food that you pay for your family to eat that they need, right? I'm not talking about the $300 dinners, but like the food that staves off hunger from your family, you get more reward for that than feeding the poor. The housing that you put your children in, you know, you get more reward for that than you do for, for housing the poor. Then after what, what's after the need, then give to sadaqa. That's the point, right? The problem is this is that people will deliberately misinterpret these things based on the sicknesses of the age. It's not right. It's not a right thing to misinterpret. The point is this, that it's important, that if it wasn't important, he wouldn't take it with him because he's a Bedouin. That's his mindset. The point of it is not like, oh, well, somehow ziyadah on this is extremism and brother, you know, you just don't, you know, Islam is path between moderation and extremism. So don't worship Allah so much, you know, think about Allah sometimes and don't think about him sometimes. That's that's not moderation. That's like shirk, actually. Right. It's the line of thinking. It's not shirk in the sense that you're like a kafir and you're going to hell like or whatever. But the point is, is you're like in your mind, the basic misunderstanding is that somehow... There's a share for other than the deen, or there's a share for other than Allah, and that's not how this works, right? We don't have the render unto gods what is God, and enter Caesar's what is he. Caesar himself belongs to Allah Ta'ala. What is he going to do in the skin, right? Uh, so you know who the Qayser Room is, right? It's the Ottoman, Ottoman Sultan when he took over, when he took over Byzantium. He, he took on the, uh, the, the, the renal title of Qayser al-Rum, you know, because he's the, he's the, he rules over Rome. And uh, it's just the racism of certain people that they won't accept it. Why? Otherwise, every other, uh, every other ruler, Byzantine emperor, Roman emperor, they all took power by force of arms, right? No one dynasty rules for a very long time. The, whole, the one unifying thing between all of them is what? They took, they took the capital by force of arms. They kept the empire intact superimpose a picture of the Ottoman Empire over the picture of the Roman Empire and it's like 80% the same thing, right? So he's the Qayser al-Rum. And he's also the the one who realized that all of it belongs to God. This is from the Ajaz that burns the Kuffar to understand that. That they themselves, they say, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, and what is God's unto the gods. Alhamdulillah, mashallah. The Ahlullah, they took Caesar's throne, and they said, all of this, Ya Allah, this is for you as well. Did I do good? Do you accept my sacrifice? So what does the other brother, you know, one, تُقُبِّلَ مِنْ أَحَدِهِمَا وَلَمْ يُتَقَبَّلْ مِنَ الْآخَرِ قَالَ إِنَّمَا يَتَقَبِّلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ What's the sign in that? Right? قَالَ لَأَقْتُلَنَّكَ Right? The brother is jealous that, 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 his, that his brother's sacrifice was better than his. And instead of being happy, what did he say? I'm going to kill you for this. Right, So that's the same, that's the same sentiment that's still there to this day, except for the person of the class, they, they'll, they'll understand. But, you know, whatever, Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala made this life a test for people in different ways. May Allah Ta'ala go easy on us in our test. One said, Jarir ibn Abdillahi baya'tu al-Nabiyya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala iqam as-salati wa-ita'a as-zakati wa-nushi lukulli muslimin muttafaqun alayhi Jarir ibn Abdillahi r.a he said that I my bay'ah, my oath of allegiance that I took with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was that I would establish the prayer and I would give zakat Uh, and that I would be sincere to every Muslim. Alhamdulillah, mashallah, how simple is that, right? Hafiz ibn Abdul Bar, Rahimullah Tabarakwa ta'ala, Hafiz al-Mashriq, he said, من طلب العلم لله فقليل يكفيه ومن طلب العلم uh, uh, للناس فحوائج الناس كثيرا Something like that. He said, whoever seeks knowledge for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, a little bit of knowledge is enough for him. Like, he'll figure out a whole bunch of stuff with just through a little bit of knowledge. And a person who, like, seeks knowledge to answer other people's questions, then people have a lot of questions. <laughs> for those of you who are, like, unfortunate enough to, like, be annoyed with my answers on uh, on the Telegram group, you know, people ask weird questions, and then they'll, like, repeat the question, and they don't understand. Like, I've been looking at books for, like, days for, at this, and, like, calling people and, like... Masha'ik don't answer my calls and I have looked in the wrong and it's wonderful sometimes when you look for an answer you have no idea where to find it you learn like 20 million things like along the way too it's like really wonderful it's beautiful and then when people are like oh bump and I'm like no dude that's not how it works and then I think like you know why do I even bother answering questions at all all? I should just like peace out of the system and just read books you know which is what the actual ulama do you know anyhow Whatever. But look at how much action there is in this. Establish the prayer. Have we established the prayer? The dude who's arguing with you and with me for that matter on the internet. Have we established the prayer? Neither has that person nor have I. I mean I pray five times a day. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. And by Allah's followers, you know, tried my best not to ever miss a prayer and it doesn't happen often alhamdulillah mashallah, like un- unintentionally even but establishing iqam as salat means what that we should be praying in the masjid five times a day we live so far away from each other but brother Mashallah, he only comes to Dar's because it's in Wooddale if it was only 15 streets over in Lombard he'd be like yeah it's too far away right right it's fine Allah help us that's the hal we're in right I'm like i'm not i'm not any better do you see me do you see me there in the saf in fajr like maybe i can pretend in front of you that i'm going to the other masjid, the guy and the other masjid. it's far away it's not like as a fic, in a fixed sense i'm not it's not that emphasized because the masajids are so far away from our houses even though alhamdulillah mashallah i live closer to more masajid now than i ever have in my life in north america at any rate i used to drive to canada to go to jummah from washington state when i was in high school I never imagined, look how close I'll be to the masjid. But still, like, you're still, like, you're, like, six miles away from the masjid. It's still, like, it's not practical to go five times a day, nor does the sharia oblige you to do so, right? The 40 houses in every direction of the masjid, right? Those people, if they pray at home, they should they should not be surprised if their prayers don't count or if they, like, have zero thawab in them, even if they're valid in a fifty sense, right? But we, we still live so far away from the masjid, right? So a person's like, where oh, I you know that? Okay, then do it. Then you can argue about like how much of a deviant and baby killer and uh, you know like uh, uh, whatever uh, LBGTQ promoter I am on the internet afterward, or whatever other weird things people say about me, you know. And they say weird that some of them may even be true, right? whatever it is. Like you can do that afterward, right? These things are not true, of course, but uh, the things that people imagine to be true, let them say that afterward. al salat. What's the second one? Ita zakat. To give, to give the uh, zakat, which again, uh, I'm gonna skip the next hadith because it's pretty action-packed and we're gonna go to the, the, but it's a very long hadith. I don't know if we'll be able to finish it. I wanna have like an, an hour just on that hadith itself. But uh, we'll talk about like the shenanigans that happened with zakat in this country a little bit. Why this is not the thing to mess with. Um, um, but you know, it's something people are, and to be sincere to every Muslim. The nasiha for a Muslim is what? It's described by, is described by the companions عنهم, that there used to be a time that we made ithar, that we pre, we preferred our brothers over ourselves. We what? We preferred our brothers over ourselves. Then after the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed, then there was a time that we treated others like we wanted to be treated. Which is a downgrade, right? And now a time has come where people loan money out to each other. Meaning what? I see my, my own haq and my things, and I might like help somebody, but as long as it's in my interest. If it goes against my interest at all, at all, I'm done. I'm out. That's a problem. There is a time when a woman threw a message in the bottle into the sh- sea, and from amongst the Banu Umayyah, who's hated by everybody, and partially for good reason, partially not entirely, but partially for good reason. And from amongst Banu Umayyah's most hated figures, Hajjaj bin Yusuf, the only person who gives him a run for his money in terms of being hated is Yazid, right? And like, you have to admit, he pulled defeat out of the jaws of victory, like, in a really weird way. Hajjaj's pretty bad. He's like, the homicidal maniac of Islamic history, you know, I mean, he's not like a loved figure by anybody. Who himself isn't like needs like a brain check, right? Even Hajaj, who's like by all measures like a scumbag. I remember one time I meant there's a hadith, there's a story about Hajaj. You know, he's dying, his mother's weeping, and he's like, "Why are you weeping?" he's like, "Because you're going to hell." <laughs> and he, he goes, "This is his old mother, right?" And he's like, he, "He's like, he's like, well, if it was up to you, would you put me in Jannah She's like, "Of course, you're my son." And he said, well, Allah has more mercy than me. And I thought, I was touched this. Look at the ma'rifa of Hajjaj bin Yusuf subhanallah. Maybe Allah will forgive him because of that, right? And right. my Sheikh's like, nah, he's, not, he's going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, how could you say like, you're super pious like whatever? I'm like, how would you say that? He killed the Sahaba, you're not, you don't do that. And like, I skate by There's like nothing worse than that. You're going to do, you know mean? We, we don't call him a kafir, that's basically it. And it's the shield, the shield of the sharia that prevents that. Otherwise like, oh my good Lord, if there was a man that you could make takfir of, you know? He assassinated Sayyidina Abdullah bin Omar عنه, in hajj. It's a kind of scumbag move, right? عنه, right? Why? Because he was jelly that, that Abdul Malik made him the mirror of Hajj that year instead of him. Right? It's like, it, the whole thing is like really just bizarre and disgusting, right? Even that hajjaj, complete scumbag. Complete scumbag. I know somebody's going to be like, oh shit, you shouldn't talk about him. Like, he's a scumbag. I've made my choice, inshallah. I stand by it. Even that hajjaj, this idea of what Muslim, uh, he got a message in a bottle from this woman who cried for, for help because her honor was violated on the way to Hajj and he sent Muhammad bin Qasim al-thaqafi after him why? because they understood that your love and your sincerity for the other Muslims that is what your deen is at the end of the day and I, you know to give credit to Hajjaj he was a person of some knowledge or some i should say information even though we'll say that it didn't yield a, a productive result but it's not like the guy was a complete like ignorant person he used to teach maktab to the kids meaning he understood he knew the whether he understood or not he understood parts of the quran and he knew the quran at any rate inside out and his speeches if you listen to them his arabic was good it's not that he didn't understand arabic my theory with regards to him is that he considered the unity of the muslims political unity of the muslims to be uh, itself like a, 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 a uh, that anybody who rebels against the state is more or less a kafir or should be treated like one and that's why he basically killed people for rebelling against the state which is very wrong and it led him to do very wrong things but at the same time it's not like he was unconcerned with the supremacy of Islam or with the Ummah, the Prophet wasallam, albeit in an extremely, extremely, extremely dysfunctional way a highly dysfunctional way for which reason it seems very clear that he deserves like a really, really, really solid beatdown. The Kitab and Sunnah level beatdown. You know, no Bid'a, like completely by the book level beatdown on the other side. But at any rate, it was dysfunctional, but at least he had this much understanding. And so uh, this نُصْحَ لِكُلِّ Muslim, we are so quick to rip one another down, we're so quick to trash one another, and we're so quick to be like, the worst than any of those things is what? Like be happy, shamata, right? Uh, what do you call it in English? Schadenfreude or whatever, right? That you become happy at the pain and misery of another Muslim in a way you don't become happy. Like forget about people of other religions. You don't even become that. You you'll cry when you see something happen to a dog, but if you see somebody happen to the other column that you don't like, it's like Egypt versus Algeria and a like a soccer game or whatever, and then like they'll be like, oh, I you know they get like uh, joy out of seeing the like uh, people getting killed and like rioting and like getting harmed. It's like yo, dude, it's just a game it's not something wrong has happened it should be very clear something wrong has happened in the middle but nah all sorts of sectarian like different sectarian divides and things like that if they're muslims they're muslims alhamdulillah masha'ah. if they're not then say okay i don't believe these people are muslims or whatever if you have your proof then good for you if you don't be careful because uh not you know uh not having love for them you're already Imagine such a muhtasar advice, right? Establishing the prayer, giving the zakat, and what? Being sincere for, 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 like, having sincerity for every Muslim, to, like, prefer them over yourself, or at least to treat them like you would like to be treated. How much of, how important is that? And, like, people don't think of that as religiousness. They think of, what, oh, look, namaz, dopi, Dadi, all that stuff. That's great, look at me. I read namaz. I have topi on right now, for those who are listening on SoundCloud. And my Daddy is A1. My beard is award winning. I got a call from, the, from Stockholm, Stockholm, the Nobel Dari Committee. It's like thinking about giving me the Nobel Dari Prize. Right? I'm proud of those things. You know what else I'm proud of? Like loving like other Muslims, even if I don't really have other reason to love them. Alhamdulillah. Allah give it to all of us. I mean, Allah give it to me and Allah give it to all of us. So, inshallah, we will uh, leave the next hadith for next time, inshallah, and then we'll go to the next chapter. The chapter regarding the obligation to fast Ramadan and explana- ex- the explanation of the virtue of fasting and those things that are connected to fasting. Allah Most High said قالت قال الله تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلنا قبلكم, قبلكم إلى قوله تعالى شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الْهُدَى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليصمه ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعده من أيام آخر الآية Surah Al-Baqarah وَأَمَا الْأَحَادِيثُ فَقَدْ تَقَدَّمَتْ فِي الْبَابِ الَّذِي He said, uh, the Allah Most High said in his book, O you who believe, fasting is prescribed for you like it was prescribed for those who came before you. Uh, all the way to the speech of Allah Ta'ala, the month of Ramadan, in which the Qur'an was sent down as guidance for people, and as explication of guidance and a lectus by which you can differentiate between right and wrong. So whoever amongst you should witness it, let them fast it. And whoever is sick uh, or traveling to the point where they cannot fast, then let them make up uh, the same number of days from days other than it. Nawi said, and then as far as the hadith are concerned, uh, many of them have already come in the chapter before that Ramadan was mentioned from before as well. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال الله عز وجل كل عمل ابن آدم له إلا الصيام فإنه لي وأنا أجزي به الصيام جنة فإذا كان كان يوم صوم أحدكم فلا يرفث ولا يصخب فإن سابه أحد أو قاتله فليقل إن نمرء صائم والذي نفسي محمد بيده لخلوف فمي فم الصائم أطيب عند الله من ريح المسك للصائم فرحتان يفرحهما يفرح إذا أفطر فرح فإذا لقي ربه فرح بصومه متفق عليه وهذا لفظ رواية البخاري وفي رواية وفي رواية له يترك طعامه وشرابه وشهوته من أجل الصيام لي وأنا أجزي به والحسنة بعشر أمثالها وفي روايتي رواية لمسلم كل عمل ابن آدم يضعف الحسنة عشر أمثالها إلى سبعمائة ضعف قال الله تعالى فإنه لي وأنا أجزي به يدع شهوته وطعامه من أجل للصائم فرحتاني فَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ فِطْرِهِ وَفَرْحَةٌ عِنْدَ لِقَاءِ رَبِّهِ وَلَخْلُوفُ فِيهِ أَطْيَبُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مِنْ رِيْهِ الْمِسْكِ Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah mighty and majestic is he said that every deed of the son of Adam is for his own sake except for fasting For Indeed, it is for me, and I am the one who will reward it. Now, there are a couple of issues here. One is that even the fasting you do for yourself. And even the prayer and everything else you do for the sake of Allah. What does that mean? That means the fasting you do for yourself because you know you'll get punished if you don't do it. And every other deed you do for the sake of Allah as well. Right? There's a, a, a sunnah narrated that the person who reads Surah Al-Waqa'ah every day, Allah Ta'ala will fulfill for them their risk, not leave them, leave them short of risk of provision. So someone said, well, what if someone just reads Surah al for the sake of the risk? Okay, but you do it in Iman, you know, with Allah Ta'ala. Otherwise, if you didn't have any, any Iman in Allah, you don't believe the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then what would you have done? You would have gone out there and like... I was going to say invest in Bitcoin, but you're not going to make any money anymore doing that. I'm talking about like you, you do go out there and like do some work in order to make some money, right? Bitcoin, right? So uh, that's what you would have done, right? So you do it for the sake of Allah, because you believe Allah and His Messenger, وسلم, right? So what is the meaning here of Allah ta'ala saying that? Wallahu alam, but one of the one of the wujuh, one of the angles that a person should think about when they think about this hadith is how proud Allah ta'ala is of fasting, that it's a nisma al sharaf. That Allah honors it from amongst all the deeds that a person can do. Just like every house belongs to Allah, but the Kaaba is the house of Allah. Your house belongs to Allah, your house belongs to Allah, your house belongs. everyone's house my house belongs to Allah. Our houses all belong to Allah Ta'ala, but they're not the Kaaba, are they? Allah Ta'ala has his, has a his special love and honor that He's bestowed upon the Kaaba that He didn't put on your house, He didn't put on my house. So just like that from amongst the Deeds, this hadith indicates that there is some special connection between what? Between fasting and between the Rabb ta'arak ta'ala. And that's why... It seems that every sharia that came before us, fasting was prescribed in them as well. As is indicated by the ayah, qabli That fasting was prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those who came before you because it's a really good thing. Allah loves it a lot. Allah Ta'ala loves it a lot. Like even more than he loves other things from his slave. Ghazali says that, that this can also be read <laughs> That the fasting a person does for my sake And I'm the reward for it And the reason for that will be Clear in, in, in a couple of words The Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi continues He says that fasting is a shield It protects a person from things And, and so when it's the day of The fast of one of you Right? Person fasts Monday, Thursday, or on the Ayam right? Malik, rahimahullah, his opinion about the Ayam you know that? It's the first, the, the, the 10th, and the 20th. It's not the 13, 14 15 Whoever, like, knows hadith more than Imam Malik, can go get up and, you know, argue with him or whatever. Um, so when it's the day for one of you to fast, uh, فَلَا يَرْفَثْ وَلَا يَسْخَبْ let a person not engage in indecency and let them not go around screaming. Like, don't like, lose your anger to the point of screaming. Uh, and if somebody cusses you out, dogs you out, or starts to fight with you, then let such a person say, I'm, look, I'm a, I'm a person who right now who's fasting. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to engage with you on this. You don't even have to say it, like, verbally. You can just say it through your actions as well. Uh, that I'm fasting, I don't. You don't have to be. I don't. I'm fasting. Put your hand up, and that's just probably going to escalate the fight, right? But you can you can say it through uh, through other means as well. And just remember that you're fasting. Just tap out. Don't 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 engage with it. Uh, for I swear an oath by He in whose uh, hand is Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, meaning by Allah taala, that indeed the bad odor from the mouth of the one who's fasting it's actually called halitosis it happens you get bad breath from like not eating for too long that the bad breath from the mouth of the one who's fasting is more fragrant and pleasant with Allah Ta'ala than the uh, fragrance of musk and the person who's fasting that person will have two joys one uh, uh, joy when he opens his fast when the fast is over because there's a joy in being able to eat again, and uh, one joy when he meets his uh, 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 Lord and is happy that he fasted for the, the sake of the Lord. And this is the uh, the wording of one of the narrations of Bukhari. In another narration of Bukhari uh, he says that Allah Ta'ala uh, marvels at the one fasting and he says about him that he leaves his food and his drink and his desires for my sake he said that that this fasting is for me and I will uh, I will reward it and that a good deed is rewarded 10 times its worth and in the narration or in a narration of Muslim he said that every deed of The son of Adam is multiplied, every good deed is multiplied by a factor of ten all the way to seven hundred. And Allah Most High says, uh, indeed it is for me, and I'm the one who uh, rewards it, Uh, and I'm the one who is the reward for it. Meaning what? The indication is that? uh, The indication is that what? In the first narration that we mentioned, that uh, Allah, Allah Ta'ala, it's narrated, this is كُلُّ عَمَلِ ابن آدَمَ آدَمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا الصِّيَامُ فَإِنَّهُ لِي وَأَنَا أَجْزِي بِهِ uh, that There's something special about this, about this deed, about this fast, that will then break the qanun of somewhere between a t- multiple of ten and, and a multiple of seven hundred in terms of reward. And this is actually something Imam Ghazali mentions, that there's some indication that the person who fasts correctly that they can break that, they can break that that normal set of parameters for the multiplication of reward with fasting, uh, as is indicated by this hadith. And he also brings a dalil from the Quran as well. That that the says in a different narration that fasting, uh, that half of fasting is patience. And about patience, Allah Taala says in His book, إنما يوفى الصابرون أجرهم بغير that the, the people of patience will be, they'll have the reward f- fulfilled for them without any accounting. Meaning there's no mathematical, seemingly obvious mathematical relationship between the amount of patience a person had and the amount of reward that they are going to receive. So when Ghazali says about wa the jazah, if it has to do with Allah Ta'ala, then it indicates toward infinity. And Allah knows best. Allah knows best. And the person, you know, you have to like go and like argue with people or whatever. It's not mutawatir to the point where if you don't read it that way that you're gonna you're a fasif or a Fajr or a Kafir with billah or whatever. And unlike some people, we don't have the atipad of our Masha'iq that they're like prophets or whatever and that everyone's going to hell for like five hundred years before they came until they came to like bring the only like Khalist or whatever, it's just a poll that he has. You can take benefit from it, and whatever you don't agree with, that's fine as well. Uh, but that's 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 really important, and this is why uh, you know from our mashayik mu'ana, say Hassan Ali Nadwi rahimullah ta'ala. He mentions that the life of a human being is like a fast, that you're born at the crack of dawn and you. Keep the fast until it's time to pass from this world, and your iftar is at the time that you you pass from this world with iman, meaning what you kept the fast, and after that is just iftar party. For the rest of the for the, for the for the rest of the day, the day of judgment is a day that starts; it never ends. And uh, uh, this is a really beautiful. A really beautiful analogy because the fast mashallah the fast has so much like barakah in it there's so much happiness in it it really is the food and drink of the heart it really is the food and drink of the soul it's this the solution to so many problems Everybody's like super like dopamine broken like maximum dopamine broken too many fights on social media guilty too many videos watched too many things ordered and like fulfilled same day shipping Just too much of all of that too much like every episode of your favorite show like available and you binged too many of them it's too much all of that what's the only way you can get out of liberate yourself from any of that you have to go through some hardship you have to hold back a little bit you have to deny yourself a little bit If you can do that, ironically, ironically, then you'll feel pleasure again in things. Whereas if you're constantly like flooded in dopamine to the point where the receptors have become desensitized, then you have to do increasingly, increasingly weirder and weirder stuff in order to be happy. And, uh, you know, like I like to do some weird stuff. I'll admit it. But we're talking about stuff that's weird, not in a lovable way. We're talking about really like wrong type of weird stuff. that we like wouldn't be mentioned in like decent company and that even weird people themselves wouldn't mention it in decent company they would even be afraid and try to hide it because it's so weird it's so wrong right and so what's islam islam is wonderful right because i get all the time i get like these like cute messages from people Sheikh, you know like i can't say to you on the list because it's kind of embarrassing this personal. okay fine what is it then? Let's like, I kissed a girl and like I'm just gonna go to hell. Allah will never forgive me. and I'm just thinking like people are doing all kind of kind of crazy things out there and just Yeah, sure, it's haram and stuff. It's wrong, don't and I'll be like, Oh, you're gonna go to hell, don't ever do it again, stuff for Allah, how could you? and blah Inside I'm like, Oh my god, mashallah, what a pious dude. Like he's like Can you imagine? Like if I think if I think of it that way, imagine Allah created the heavens and earth from nothing. Even if like the most demon banshee, like Nazi Stalin, Hitler Chinese Communist Party, like evilist, like evil dudes all got together and made an army and multiplied themselves by a billion and filled like a hundred galaxies filled with them. Allah Ta'ala is what? Aisha? What, what would it, what would it, what What, what would Allah Ta'ala say? Right? So that you would grab him by his hair in the front. And, the... and like destroy him. And then let him call his backup all of his homies his bad homies crips and bloods and nazis and commies and capitalists and but then he like Pharaoh and haman and all of them and galaxies and like darth vader and darth maul and the emperor and you know like everyone just call everyone the Borg cube is going to assimilate you and things you are real, things that are imagination, Things everyone, shaitan and all of his junud, iblis, everybody. Allah Ta'ala says that we let them call all of their backup, that the angels that guard the hellfire will dispose of it on our behalf, you know. Uh, so, yeah man. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, um, at any rate, to walk it back, because I don't know how we got there, uh, but to walk it back, the, the point is is this, is that, you know, you have to sometimes give yourself a little bit of break from all of those things um, and reprogram your, your mind to be able to feel pleasure again. And yes, this is what I was saying, is that Muslims are so, mashallah, innocent and cute and wonderful people, which is what? A person has a very natural urge and a very natural desire and he succumbs to it, you know. And then he's so afraid that the Rabb tabaraka wa will be upset with him. It's a sin. Even if this entire demon army of the hellfire or whatever came came against Allah ta'ala, I wouldn't bother him. So if a person like whatever, it's wrong, it's still haram, okay. Don't like, I'm not saying it's okay, right. But if somebody like, you know, like, I don't know, did something like that kissed a girl or ate something during his Rosa or like, I don't know, like a hundred things that wrong that a person could do that are still wrong. Right. But then they feel like, then they feel like, Oh my God, like I really screwed up. Obviously from a logical point of view, you didn't do anything that's going to harm Allah or harm Islam for that matter. Right. The Reconquista, like, went house to house, torturing people to death to get them to, like, recant their Islam. And still, like, you can, like, get a shawarma, halal shawarma somewhere in, like, Seville and Cordoba and, like, whatever, you know? One day, watch. Stop people, stop visiting Spain. They'll be like, please come and pray pray Jum'ah over here, right? You know, they're not going to win. So a person does something seemingly so, like, normal and routine... And they feel so afraid. The the muqtada, the what's going on here is not that they're actually afraid that they made Allah's Allah to do list unless they actually don't know who Allah Ta'ala is. Like, you know, like you have to one might say if Allah was a great person from the creation, that you have to do something really, really big in order to even get his attention. But he's bigger than that. There's nothing you can do that's big in front of him, whether it's big or small, right? So what does it mean? It means somebody really loves Allah Ta'ala, it would hurt their feelings that the one that I love that they should like dislike me for something that I did. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't, it wasn't worth it, right? That's nice, that's nice. That's like a sign that something small has gone wrong, but in the bigger picture, something's like still functional. The heart is still alive, right? Um, and so look at what Allah Ta'ala says. He says, he's so happy, like look, this like thing that looks kind of like a monkey. I'm not advocating for the theory of evolution. I'm just saying like, eh, you know, like somebody, I could see why how they could think that way, that they look like a monkey, right? And they act like one too. Like the birthday song indicates you should look like a monkey. You know what I mean? Like that's, I could see that. Allah says, look at that. But unlike, unlike the monkeys, unlike the gorillas that are like eating their own feces and the chimpanzees that are doing God knows what. That like stick their like nose into like things and like eat insects on whatever and like whatever, right? They have even nicer things to eat than chimpanzees and gorillas have. And still they're not eating it for my sake. That's nice. Imagine how much how much Allah Ta'ala loves that. He says that he, look, he left behind his food and his drink. He's like thirsty. Today's a hot day. We're all thirsty, right? Imagine you left behind something to drink something for the sake of Allah. And his, I mean, he, he's, how much happy he is, he is with you. The Lord Jalla Allah is so beautiful. He's not hard to please. He's not hard to please. If you're a jerk, if you're arrogant, if you are come with Takabur. You'll not please him. He doesn't not impressed by that, but if you're like simple and you're just like, you know Like a kid like oh, Baba look I got you something It's a flower and they bring you like a dandelion or something like that, right? It's a weed, right? But it's cuz like you did it with love So you're like oh how sweet maybe it means more to you than a dozen roses from the like fanciest bouquet in town or fanciest like florist in town, right? Allah Ta'ala like look at how beautiful the hadith is that look my slave He leaves his food and he leaves his drink and he leaves the things he desires for me Allah Taala knows how much you know, like your desires. There's sisters here. I won't talk about it, but like Allah knows what your desires are. You know, I know. It's like not a secret, right? But like, mashallah, you looked away for the sake of Allah Taala. Imagine how 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 Allah Taala is happy from that. Imagine then beyond that, like if a person screwed up or whatever, and you feel bad about it, how that's also like it means something to Allah Taala. And if you screwed up these things, which is increasingly more and more like easier and easier to screw it up as time goes along. Instead of being like, oh, Allah is not gonna forgive me, blah, blah, just keep a rosa, inshallah. Fast, fast for a day. It's nice, right? Irony of ironies. While there are some people who are trying to like, I don't know, like get off on like curb stomping a puppy videos or whatever. If you fast, all of a sudden your pleasures will become normal again because you cleared your, whatever dopamine receptors and this and that. And normal things that make normal people happy will make you happy again. I mean at some point or another right the hadith Allahumma ij'al habba ilayya min al barad. make your love more beloved to me than cold water you know meaning what there's even a there's even a pleasure a dopamine trigger for drinking a glass of cold water Someone's like, well, I drink water all the time. I try to drink like what are 20 gallons that the bottled water company tells me to drink or whatever, like every day. I don't get any pleasure out of it. Of course you don't because you're drinking 20, you know what I mean? Like, but at some point or another, if you're deprived enough, there are some people that get the pleasure out of drinking a glass of water that another person may not even get in like some very otherwise pleasurable things to do that we won't mention because kids are here, Right just reset the receptor reset the receptor how hard is it to reset the dopamine receptor don't eat anything don't drink anything try to like whatever read a book like from the crack of dawn until maghrib. if it doesn't work one day do two days do a month do like 10 days something it's not really all that hard you don't have to go to the uh, uh you know to like whatever check into the betty ford center or whatever like celebrity rehab like five six star like celebrity rehab clinic you know you can do this for yourself and what you do it for the sake of Allah Taala Rabb Tabarak wa Taala is happy with you it's pleased with you and see that look all the other all the other molana sabs are talking about medieval things that are not relevant and look at this the hadith, it turns out real Salihin is like super relevant for like the life that we are living nowadays to an embarrassing extent in fact right InshaAllah. وعنه رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من أنفق زوجين في سبيل الله نوذي من أبواب الجنة يا عبد الله هذا خير فمن كان من اهل الصلاه دعيا من باب الصلاه ومن كان من اهل الجهاد دعيا من باب الجهاد ومن كان من اهل السيامي دعيا من باب الريان ومن كان من اهل الصدقه دعيا من باب الصدقه قال ابو بكر بابي انت وامي يا رسول الله ما على من دعيا من تلك الابواب من ضرورة فهل يدعى احد من تلك الابواب كلها قال نعم وأرجو أن تكون منهم متفق عليه وفي بعض, بعض طرق الحديث قيل وما الزوجاني قال فرساني أو عجلاني أو بعيراني قال ابن عرفة كل شيء قرن بصاحبه فهو زوج وقيل يحتمل أن يكون هذا الحديث uh, في جميع أعمال البر uh, من صلاتين أو من سيا من أو شفي صدقة بأخرى ويدل عليه قوله في بقية الحديث فمن كان من أهل الصلاة ومن كان من أهل السيامي والزوج sinfun أيضا منه وكنتم أزواج ثلاثة uh, so رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم said whoever spends money on two Two uh, on, on two zojas, right? Zojain is like a pair. Uh, generally it's used also to mean two sp- like a husband and wife, like spouses, two spouses. But the point is whoever whoever spends money on a pair in the path of Allah ta'ala, uh, uh, he will be called from the gates of Jannah. Oh slave of Allah, O oh Abdullah. This is good., this is really good. what you did. And so the hadith, uh, the commentator said that, that perhaps the meaning of the two Zod, the, 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 the pair here is that a person who spends money keeping two horses or two camels or two riding beasts for uh, going out in jihad. And one of the meanings is the person who does two like you know, prays twice that they did you know like knuffle uh, prayers or fast for two days knuffle prayers, meaning that they did something like in a, in, in, in a pair. Of good things or the third quote that he mentions is that Zoj is sinf it means like a type of thing right Here, is obviously more than two but it means there you'll be of three asnaf, right so it's a that who are the pe- the people of the right who are the people of the right that's one zoj, right and the people of the left, were the people of the left—that's another zulm with sabiqun of sabiqun—and the ones who outstrip everybody are the ones who outstrip everybody. al naim right? Those are the people who will be the clo- of of those who are drawn close. They're a group of people from the from, from the ancient ones. Wa Very few people from the ones who will come afterward. Allah Taala make us amongst them. Amin. Someone say, "Well, what's the tra- what's the chance of that, right? I don't know, but then how many people are making to offer it? But the point is, is that this is the per- people who uh, 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 the person who spends on two uh, two uh, they will be called on the day of judgment from the from the gates of Jannah, Oh, slave of Allah. This is very good. This thing you did, and whoever was from the people of salat." that person will be called from the gate of Salat and the person who's from the gate, the people of Jihad, that person will be called from the gate of Jihad and the person who was from the people of fasting, that person will be called from the bab of Rayyan. Uh, uh, meaning what, the the gate here, not the gate of fasting because if you had to keep fast in Jannah, it's not fast anymore, that's the bab of Iftar. Rayyan is what, is that thirst should be slaked. That's the place where iftari is going to happen. That's the iftar party. Anyone who's like gone through m- my uh, Ramadan intensives knows I say no. Say no to iftar parties. Just say no to iftar parties. That's the iftar party. You'll see the Mashaikh go to that iftar party. There'll be a DJ and everything. You'll see those old white beards and walkers and hijabs and niqabs that used to hide behind uh, the astar and making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, that day you'll see what moves that, that get busted that day. That's the iftar party, right? Babul rayyan It's not the gate of fasting. It's the gate of what? Where the, where, where the drink will where drinks will be served. Where what? It even sounds like a party. Sounds like more party than Muslims are allowed to attend in this world because drinks will be served there. Like good drinks though, you know? Like not bad things that make you like dizzy and like say stupid things about people or what racist stuff that you otherwise keep inside or whatever weird stuff that happens when people get drunk in America, right? Those are good drinks. And the person who uh, 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 gave Sadaqah will be called from the gates of sadaqa, Abu Bakr Siddiq. Allah Ta'ala exalt his rank and be pleased with him. What a pious soul. He said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, may you be the sacrifice of my father and my mother. And, you know, people say stuff like that, but like that was literally like his life. He left behind both of them when he made hijra, right? His father didn't even accept Islam yet. Forget about his father and my son. He said that I, I, if I saw you in the day of Badr, I would have smoked. Yeah, you would have been done. Toast. So when he said he meant it, right? That he brought his father in the heat of the day of the fatwa of by the hands, made him come through the, the midday heat in order to take the Shahada from the Prophet he meant it. And he said, why didn't you leave this Shaykh of Quraysh that we would have come to him instead? He said, no, he says he needs the Ajr, he needs the Sawab for coming to you. So he says, O Messenger of Allah, may you, may you, be, my, my, the sacri- may you be obtained by the sacrifice of my... Father and my mother. Will a person be called uh, uh, from, will any? Will there be anyone who will be called from all of the gates of that, all of those gates of Jannah? And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu said, yes, and uh, I hope that you're one of them. Obviously the Rajab, of the Prophet Sallallahu is not rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. صلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته